0: This is the Nordic Football Guys Podcast. What is up, everybody? We are the Nordic Football Guys. I am not only joined with Antti, but I am joined with our social media guys, Zach and Brad. So, hey, Antti, why don't you say hello?
1: No, moro, moro. But, you know, I'm, I'm saying moro, moro always. So, let's give the stage to Zach and Brad for a while. How are you guys doing? How are you doing, Zach?
2: Doing good, man. Happy Sunday. We Good to talk to you guys.
1: Yeah, and
0: how are you doing, Brad?
2: I'm excellent, man. Glad to be here with you guys.
0: You're looking so good, Brad. I love that hat.
3: Thanks. You like this Nike hat that I, I got? Do. I do. Just got it for like ten dollars.
0: <laughs> Just do it, man. <laughs> Solid deal. It.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah so- I
1: always forget how like inexpensive the clothes are in the states. That hat would be here like forty euros. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's really true. What? Yeah. So, Zach, what do you got going on this weekend?
2: This weekend, uh, pretty pretty lazy one, to be honest with you guys. Um, didn't do a whole lot, but it's a nice uh, change. Um, currently, recently moved to another city in North Carolina, uh, putting my old house up for sale, um, kind of going through the process there. So it's good. It's stressful, but it'll be off my hands soon, so that'll be nice. Looking How's
0: your to dog me. doing?
2: Uh, dog's doing well. Um, he had a few surgeries last week, but... Um, everything is turning around. He got his uh, staples out from uh, having stitches. So that's out yesterday. And uh, he's given uh, full reign of mobility. So we were having to carry him upstairs and you know, not letting him jump on stuff. And it was really upsetting him, I feel like. So now he's good to go. He's jumping on everything. He's playing fetch more than ever. Hmm. Um, he's a big football fan. Every time we watch football, he's a huge Patrick Mahomes guy. So he's nice. ready to recreate. They the kind of look out so, Yeah, they do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> my dog we were at the cabin for like the weekend we we got back recently we fed him a bone and we found that there was a huge chunk in it and we were really nervous after hearing about what happened with your dog but we found it later that day or not that day but the next morning when we were taking him out for a walk so everything's good there i guess so that's good news i was pretty nervous for a while but everything's good with my dog he's i guess he's much bigger. So we have to worry about that a little bit less. So happy, happy about that.
2: (laughs) Spoiler alert. uh, Don't let your dogs have corn cobs. (laughs) Um, We didn't let him. Uh, We had a nice little grill out uh, a couple, maybe. Yeah. Two weeks ago on Sunday and left my plate out and was sitting out on the porch and I looked down and he's chomping on something. There's a corn cob on the ground. He'd eaten half of it.
1: Uh, Not, not recommended.
0: Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah.
1: We are glad he's doing better. Yoshi's his name, right? Yes, Yoshi. Anyway, Brad, what do you got going on this weekend?
3: Yeah, not too much. I'm trying to get some statting done. Um, as you guys mentioned in some of the other episodes, we've been starting to stat out all of our players so we can get our rankings posted on the website. Um, other than that, this morning um, on Facebook, actually, it, you know how it does all those like memories of like a year or two ago? Well, today was my one-year anniversary of closing on my house, so... Ooh, we um, moved in with my girlfriend Kylie, as you guys know, and um, so we went out to celebrate. We went out to Cracker Barrel this morning to get a nice uh, breakfast. So that was that was good. I'm still really full, which is odd for me because I usually have the appetite of a moose. What'd so, you eat? <laughs> I got the Grandpa's Country Fried Steak. Ooh, huh. kind of, <laughs> <laughs> A ton of gravy went on that bad boy.
1: Moose are vegetarian, so just for your information.
3: What did you? Oh, moose. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't know that. Clearly, <laughs> but yeah. Other than that, I mean, not too much going on. It's been rainy all um, weekend here in Wilmington, North Carolina. So, not much else to do besides just work on some statting, trying to get that done as soon yeah. as I can.
1: Yeah, in Helsinki it's been lovely the whole weekend. And, and can you convert in Fahrenheit, maybe? But it's like twenty-five, which like breaks the it's hot like weather. A, a nice seventies, almost eighties. I
3: was gonna say it sounds like it's in the seventies for that for Fahrenheit. Yeah, mm. it's really yeah. Nice. So
1: it's yeah, super nice. And so I went golfing. I usually golf a lot more. Like last year, I went uh, eighty rounds, which is pretty uh, stellar in Finland, considering that we only play nine months of the year uh but this year this this was only my third round so doing a little bit less i've been running running like crazy and uh went to swim as as well it's water was like 15 degrees again Mm. not fast at math so i don't know fahrenheit fahrenheit but it's cold anyways but i've done the whole ice swimming scene as well so it's it's pretty warm for me anyways Mm.
0: what's what's up with you zach
2: yeah, so just follow up with Brad. Maybe transition a little bit here. Um, I've been working on my statting as well. Kind of curious, Brad. Maybe anyone that has been like particularly difficult for you so far in the statting process. Tons of players, new rookies coming in, and players changing teams and everything. So kind of curious what uh, stands out to you so far.
3: Yeah, so so far I've only statted about five or six teams. Um, so I've got a lot to work to do. A lot of work to do. Um, I was statting the Ravens yesterday, um, and I do have Lamar regressing a little bit as far as touchdown percentage. He was at around, like, 9% last year, which is ridiculous. I don't see him doing that again. Um, so I have him regressing a little bit. I think I have him at, like, 31 touchdowns this upcoming season and around, like, eleven uh, 9, nine to 11 um, interceptions or so. But what was kind of difficult to go off of your question was just, like, they're wide receivers. I mean, they, they don't have a lot of volume. So it's just like hard to figure out exactly where all these targets are going outside of Marquise Brown and Mark Andrews. I mean, those guys just are target hogs. And then outside of that, it's like you got Willie Sneed, Devin DuVernay, and that's about it. (laughs) So
0: yeah, that says a lot about what you're going to have to do with, uh, Lamar Jackson I guess if there's no place to send the targets you're gonna have to do something with his passing yards that's the way to look at it I guess
3: right I mean there's just they're primarily a running team they have I'm pretty sure they had about 590 something rushing attempts last season far outweighing the amount of passing um, attempts so it's it's insane I mean there's and then you got Gus Edwards you got Justice Hill even in that backfield and Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins now, so it's just like a lot. It's kind of hard to make sure you're get. I mean, it's gonna be hard to say um, if it comes close to what what we have as far as our statting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to see. Uh, I think auntie has got something. What's going on, man?
1: Yeah, well, just because of the shortage of the wide receivers, then that's why. That's one of the reasons I think Mark Andrews gonna do a repeat. Mm. Uh, be be in that one top one tier of uh, tight ends. Yeah, maybe even challenging like Kelsey and what But uh, we'll see. But yeah, Mark Mark Andrews should be a pretty safe bet in like one of the top scorers in the tight end department. Yeah. There's a and clear. I think he's gonna be like the number one pass catcher in the team.
0: Yeah, there's a clear one, two, and three tight end wise, and he's definitely number three. Definitely could fill in the get into number two or maybe even number one so
2: don't sleep you know, on Ertz
0: yeah that's true that's Ertz true there. the only issue I have with Ertz is that they also have Dallas Goddard and he's got to be taking something I know it didn't affect him so much last year but he's what one year older now he was so good the year before it's kind of interesting to see what's going to happen with that Philadelphia team what's up Brad
3: yeah I was just gonna say I, I know Zach's saying don't sleep on Ertz but like there was nobody else to throw it to besides Greg Ward, who was on the practice squad a few weeks before that, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, and like you said, Dallas Goddard's there. I I don't see Ertz being number three anymore, like he has been. Um, I can see Mark Andrews taking number three and even number two or one. It's um, I I think it's probably going to be Kelsey again as the number one guy, but mm. it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. I do think Earths takes a little bit of a step step back just because um, you got guys coming back from injury like Deshaun Jackson, maybe even Alshon, who's coming back from that list Frank surgery. We'll see how that goes. He might end up on the uh, pup list to start off the season. So
0: rebuttal?
2: <laughs> no rebuttal. Um, I kind of I agree. Like like i mentioned when I uh, we spoke last time, I rode Mark Andrew. I drafted Mark Andrews. I think every league I was in last year, like. He was someone that was always there in like the tenth, eleventh round. So I was like, uh, yeah, like if he ends up playing as a tenth or eleventh rounder, that's fine. But I definitely thought he could be like a fourth, fifth round level player. But so, really high on him personally. But um, yeah. So Brad mentioned he has done about six teams. I'm close to that. I know Auntie's a little further. But our resident overachiever over here, Hayden, is actually done with his. So. Um, Kick it to you. Uh, Same question with a lot more team data there. Who are uh, some of the more difficult teams that you've started so far?
0: Oh, most difficult teams. Yeah, I don't want to get too much into who I'm high and low on. I think that's a fun episode for later, but difficult teams to stat. That's a good question. Obviously, because of this uh, weird offseason we're having, I think the most difficult teams to stat were the teams that have high draft pick rookie quarterbacks. So we're looking at teams like Miami, uh the the Bengals and I guess even the Chargers. They were really hard. I think the Bengals were a little bit easier, but like the Chargers and Miami were really, really hard because they had like two quarterbacks who are definitely going to be playing that were like really difficult to try to stat like what's Tua gonna do? How many games is he even gonna play? Is he gonna play half of them? Is four a lot of games for Tua? Uh the same with Justin Herbert, like what's gonna go on there? I think Personally, Herbert's gonna play a little more than Tua just because Terod Taylor is not like he's not the guy that you want to roll out week to week. Uh, One more team based on quarterbacks that was really difficult, and I think everybody's gonna have a lot of difficulty with this one is the Bears because that is a quarterback situation where they do not have a clear starter, and both of them are what you not considered like uh, new players anymore; they're veterans. And neither one of them are particularly, like, star players. I have Foles playing a little bit more, I think. I I don't see Trubisky, like, uh, being the full-time starter. I think I have Foles at 10 games. So, yeah, those were really, really hard. And because of that, it was hard to stat, like, wide receivers. Because is Allen Robinson going to produce the same way he does with Nick Foles that he does with Trubisky probably not that never happens there's always a wide receiver that steps up when the new wide the new quarterbacks come into town so yeah that was that was fun those probably took me the most amount of time also like uh the easy ones to say that were difficult the uh Patriots because that situation is just crazy and also I guess Tampa Bay because that team is almost a completely new team so yeah I hope that answers your question yeah but uh hey, this is an awesome conversation, but this is not what we brought you guys on for. So maybe we'll kick it over to today's subject. Auntie. do you want to introduce this subject?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, we were, well, all of us guys, we were glad to be invited to uh, uh, Happy Hour League, Dynasty League, uh, Superflex Dynasty League, In uh, who's hosted, it's Mon- it's the Monocle Dynasty guys who's hosting that, right?
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Yeah, yeah. so uh, they invited us on, so we uh, ended up. Uh, forming two different teams, so me and Brad uh, teamed up, and then uh, you you and Zach teamed up and it was a new way of drafting for all of us so that's that 's kind of interesting, so we were doing auction auction bid a uh, slow bid so with twenty four hour clock uh, five hundred dollars budget, and a whole whole bunch of players to go through uh, so every team uh, nominated a guy with one dollar and then the bidding started from there. So yeah, that's basically it, and yeah, yeah. the format was kind of kind of crazy. <laughs> so, uh, one QB, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, uh, one super flex, five uh, flexes, and then twenty benches, twenty bench players. Yeah, uh, it- half PPR for wide receivers. Uh, no, one half PPR for running backs, point seventy five PPR for uh, wide receivers, and then full point for tight ends. So died in premium, I guess, well, what it's called. So, yeah, kind of funny.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a very, very interesting team like way to draft. I'm, I'm kind of excited. I never even thought of this idea of uh, basically one starter at, at each position and then just flexing everybody else. So then you can have like three wide receivers that are really good or three running backs. Uh, I think that we'll get a little bit more into our team makeup later. But the, the, it, it definitely, ma- I think it was an easy way to get into an auction, kind of, because then you could just kind of look at value of players. So yeah, I, I'm easy. I'm eager to kick this off. So uh, while we to to get us started,
1: um, Anthe, do you want to list off your top ten guys? Yeah, maybe first before we go there, uh, maybe some of the because we all of us had to do some studying beforehand, hmm. like about strategies and uh, how to value players. Right, at least hmm. I did. Uh, Me and Brad agreed that I would take the main responsibility of the uh, at least the beginning of the draft. And then I don't know anything about your strategy, how you went on for that. So uh, how I did was just uh, to study most of all that uh, how much uh, or how many percentage of your your budget you should spend on like the top start players of each position and then go, go kind of from there because I wanted to have like, I wanted to secure at least two or three start players to be competitive already from the start of the season. And then I wouldn't, I didn't mind like to do have to do some like trading in season, but yeah, maybe, well, we, we go to that later, but I was like counting on maybe, maybe have some more budget to have some like mid, mid tier players as well as they like, draft the draft went on Turned out i didn't have any budget <laughs> but yeah you know, the team doesn't suck at least so we we, are, we have a competitive team not not a balanced team by any means but a competitive team but how, how did you guys like study study the draft before before it started
0: yeah we were very very similar we looked at on a regular dynasty so it was hard to find for our exact scoring format of course because it is a very interesting scoring format to say the least but what we did is we kind of looked at what each position should be valued at. So how much money you should be spending on your quarterback, how much money you should be spending on your running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, et cetera. Mm. And then what we decided to do was if we wanted to go over a little bit to spend on a, a uh, like key guy, like if we wanted one of the top running backs or top wide receivers, we thought, okay, we'll take that out of either our tight end budget or our quarterback budget or something like that. So you'll see later down the line that we might have a, a couple of studs at specific positions, but then maybe some aged, less less uh, young, not so much youth at certain positions, let's say, because it's a dynasty, so we might have some issues down the line. But for this year, we should be okay.
1: So that's so an aged, issue for next year. Aged, uh, not less young, not you that <laughs> <and> quarterback. <laughs>
0: Not not so much youth right. at the
1: quarterback position. That, that's one of the ways to, that, I that's think way to say it, actually.
0: We have three quarterbacks, and I think the youngest one is 32, if I look at that correctly, and then, like, one guy that's developing. What That's correct, right, Zach?
2: Yeah, so without <laughs> spoiling who it is, we have two guys that uh, this is probably their last season as our starting quarterbacks. Uh, maybe they play one more after this. Um, another guy who's maybe got five or six years left and then an absolute rookie. Um, so um we'll see definitely we got some youth on other positions though so our team we've got a lot of flack in the chats for um being pretty old and not maybe understanding that it was a dynasty but we do have youth we have a few running backs and a couple receivers that are first or second year guys that I feel pretty good about
0: yeah I think our combined quarterback age was like 110 years old for the three guys (laughs) so it's it's pretty old like there's a bunch of guys I think like there's one team that has three quarterbacks and their combined age is like seventy so we we we're up there but i am happy with i'm happy with the way that it it turned out maybe we also have some issues at tight end but we'll go we'll go through that later uh
1: you kind of 50 fifty fifty we have one young qB and one old qB which is is how
0: how I guess you would want to go but do you even have a third let let's go through that later
1: we don't have a third qB no. all right. Not but yet. yeah.
0: So without further ado, do you want to go through do you want to go through this position by position or do you want to just read teams out? Mm,
1: I don't know. Like I guess I could go with the uh like the value order, the the players we paid paid the most for. Okay. And then go from there. Sure. Take it so, away yeah, the- uh, top pick. Uh a guy that I for sure we wanted to have is a uh, start running back, uh young young start running back. So we know we can count on for a few more years. So since those are the hardest to come by. So we picked, uh no, we didn't pick. We we purchased Saquon Parkley with uh $118. I think that and was the second just,
0: highest in the draft. Yeah. So which,
1: which, 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 yeah. Which makes sense because Christian McCaffrey, who was in like number one ranked dynasty guy, went, went higher. So it like all makes sense uh, this far at least. So 118 is uh, 23, almost 24% of uh, of the budget. So that's in line of the uh, the studies I made, at least, of the, well, how much you should best spend for the start players. I don't know, like, in hindsight, uh, I'm not even unhappy with this pick, since we know that we have a great running back for a few more years to come. So... And i don't think we overpaid basically, Christian McCaffrey went with one twenty two which yeah. which was the highest yeah that's true. Do
0: you want us to go through our top pick, or do you want to go to your next yeah week? let's
1: let's let's have it as a dialogue. you yeah. can also like, give us critique or like comments of that yeah um obviously, we had a like a very different strategy when it came for
0: yeah, obviously our your strategy was go for the best player available, right like if If you want a guy, you're gonna go for him and pay up is kind of what your thing was,
1: yeah, yeah, we wanted like uh have a top guy in each position, except maybe q b
0: yeah, and I think the difference that Zach and I, what we did was we looked for guys that were middle of their tier, so not mid tier, so we're not saying like seven, like tier seven, but we were like, all right, we want a tier two guy running back, but we don't have to have the top tier guy, we want the mid tier guy, so it's like mm. we want to make sure that. If we're drafting, like we're looking at Derrick Henry or Joe Mixon or around that area, that we get the guy in the middle because then we, we assumed that we would get value there. Mm. So, for instance, I think our highest paid player is actually not our best player. Actually, yeah. Let's see. Um
2: yeah, I'm looking at it right now, Hayden. Our okay. most, our most expensive player we paid for—it's uh, kind of interesting. It's a pretty good story to go along with this, so we can kind of yeah. segue <laughs> to that really quick. Our most, the ex- player we played the most for was Miles Sanders at uh, eighty-one dollars, compared to Saquon at one eighteen. Um, truth be told, we did not really intend on getting Miles Sanders on our team. Uh, so the story goes, uh, Hayden and Auntie were actually recording. On Instagram Live uh, a few weeks ago. This this draft has been going on for about a month, I feel like maybe three weeks. And they were actually recording with the Michigan Maven. And Auntie was actually leading on Miles Sanders. um, And the interview and the expiration of the 24 hour clock was like coinciding. So we thought it'd be really funny to like bump him up right at the last second. So he would have to pay more to get Miles Sanders because we assumed he wanted him. And um, we did. We, We bumped him up and we got him. We assumed Antu was going to have to jump back over and outbid us to get him, but he didn't. And we ended up getting Miles Sanders, but it's okay. Um, He's a young running back, of course, as a dynasty. So a second year guy, Uh, definitely a solid running back to have. I wouldn't necessarily call him, you know, like the top tier, but maybe in that like tier two, maybe top of tier three in running backs. So not, not a bad player to have, but kind of interesting to be your most expensive player.
0: Yeah, because he's probably our third best player, maybe yeah. third or fourth. But we paid, what was it, like $40 less than you paid for Saquon. So even still, I think the value-wise, that's another like decent wide receiver, decent running back to place on our team. So if we have to run out with Miles Sanders, I, I don't hate it at all. Mm.
1: Yeah, it's like if you like make, make it more simple and pretend that we had a $100 budget, so we paid twenty-four from Saquon and you paid sixteen from Miles Sanders. Yeah. So kind of like maybe more relatable in yeah. in, in a way.
0: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. So that that's interesting. What about your second highest player? Uh
1: then again we wanted to have the absolute best wide receiver there is in Dynasty, uh, Michael Thomas. We got him. Very happy with that. We paid ninety five, which is nineteen. Something like that. If we had a, yeah, ninety nine point five. If we had a one one hundred dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, that's not right. It doesn't.
0: It, it, it's it's very high or not very high, but 19, it's a good percentage. Nine, nineteen
1: dollars. Yeah, nineteen dollars. Yeah. yeah, and we actually had a. Uh, I, had, I had actually had a Twitter poll about this because you know it's make any it, like who would you rather have it nineteen dollars or thirteen dollars or twelve dollars what you paid from A.J. HM Brown for example. So. Yeah, it just tells about how they value, like, certain one player. But then when you look at what you can get with the difference, like you pointed out, that you can get Adam Thielen and AJ Brown with the same amount we paid for Michael Thomas. So, yeah. But, you know, I'm not too shabby with Michael Thomas sitting in our team, honestly. I mean, uh, the kid is great. He's super young. Yeah, breaking all kinds of records. And and what I'm most happy is that... uh, he showed with Bridgewater that he can still get it done. I mean, there was small dip with Bridgewater, but not, not a significant one. And then if uh, Winston goes throwing him (laughs) anytime, it's going to be plenty of yards. Yeah. It's going to be crazy. Yeah. Uh, So very happy with Thomas. I don't know how you Brad feel about our first two picks, Saquon and Thomas.
3: Dude, I I love both of them. Um, I, I think with Saquon, I mean, the, the upside to be the, the number one running back is there for him this year. You have Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator for the Giants now. Um, he's made Zeke into a superstar, although they did have an amazing offensive line there for the past several years now. But you have Saquon being healthy again. He's not dealing with that um, ankle. ankle sprain. High ankle sprain, yeah. right. And then you have um, – they drafted three offensive linemen in this draft, one of them being the fourth overall pick. Um, a better offensive coordinator, like I just said, Pat Shermer is finally out the door. That man is – I feel bad for the Denver Broncos having him. Uh, Noah Fant, though, is probably going to have a lot of targets. He loves the tight end for some reason. Um, wasn't really able, able to get Evan Ingram to become the superstar more than he is because. Um, of the injuries he's had, but anyway, I just think the the upside for Saquon's there, and he's super young. This is a dynasty; it's good for us. Um, so I'm happy with spending the most for that guy because he's amazing. And then with Michael Thomas, we got him at ninety five dollars, and to kind of go off of what's around, what was around that ballpark for the payments, um, somebody got Dak Prescott for exactly the same amount at ninety five dollars.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: also Zeke at $95. So I I like having the number one wide receiver in fantasy and arguably the best in the NFL for that amount with guys like Zeke and um – I'm sorry, Zeke and Dak. Um, so I like both of them.
0: Yeah. To compare them, though, because you were comparing to Dak, which is, is a quarterback, if you look at like the number two wide receiver was uh, Tyreek Hill at 84 at 80 so you paid 15 more for the wide receiver one do you really think that he's going to produce that much more than Tyreek Hill that you could have had at a better value or even the uh, wide receiver two that went okay that's a lot for DJ Moore 78 but for Tyreek Hill for instance
3: I I like I think Michael Thomas is so much more secure than Tyreek Hill and I know I know Tyreek has the upside but that man cannot stay healthy in this league, and he doesn't get nearly the amount of targets. I know I know, Pat Mahomes is something serious, but he doesn't get nearly the amount of – you have Travis Kelsey there as basically a wide receiver one in his own right. I don't – I would much rather have Michael Thomas and for the amount that we paid for him over what Tyreek Hill went for
1: and again if you like uh, if you convert to $100 budget we played paid 19 for Michael Thomas and the next highest one was Tyreek Hill with $16. So there's really only a 3% difference there. Yeah, so I mean
2: that makes sense. But when like putting it in perspective though, so for $95 you guys got Michael Thomas, but like Hayden said Tyreek Hill went for 80 and like Hollywood Brown on the Ravens went for 15. So personally, I would rather have like a Tyreek Hill and a Hollywood Brown versus Michael Thomas and like you could say no one but you'd have to pick up someone like off the for a dollar like some absolute nobody so like I I like that that's why Mm -hmm. that's kind of was our strategy Hayden and I we never went for any of like the top absolute top tier players we tried to get maybe like players that were typically like late round one round two players we really tried to stack it with like a bunch of second rounders I think was like our overall strategy in our dynasty is just never pay that absolute premium for these guys that get in like the nineties and the hundreds, but get a couple of these players that are in like the seventies and eighties and stack like a 70 and a 20 versus paying the 90.
0: Yeah. So to go off that, our next highest paid player was a late first round pick. Like if you're in a 12 man league generally was uh, Nick, Nick Chubb, yeah Nick Chubb, and we paid seventy six dollars for him, so already we are only paying like a significantly less amount of money there, and we have our running back too, who's even better than our highest paid running back. So I think we got great value for our running back too uh Of course, there are some question marks when you're going into Nick Chubb because that offense not maybe the uh most secure like to say the least. I do personally see a bounce back year for Baker Mayfield and that offense, or I'm hoping with Nick Chubb on our team. And also there's the question mark of Kareem Hunt, who's now playing the full year. How, how is he going to eat into that workload? But I, I still think that uh, we got great value there for our, our second guy. Do you have anything you want to say about that, Anthony? What do you think about yeah,
1: I, that? I, I completely agree. You got Chubb with great value. Yeah. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that yeah, that was uh, very surprising that he went that cheap. That nobody like outbid you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I personally personally wasn't interesting about him, but to say uh, if we continue this, we paid uh, eighty nine for Joe Mixon. Yeah, and you bet seventy six of Nick Chop and they go like neck and neck in the rankings. Personally, I like Mixon more, but you know it's still quite a quite a difference there price wise. What do you say? I have to say, Hayden?
0: Uh, yeah, I, 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 you brought up Joe Mixon. That's actually a pretty good point, that they went around the same, the same level there. That's what I was going to bring up also. So what do you got, Brad?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, I agree for sure that you guys got a great value with Chubb, but like you were talking about Kareem Hunt, he's not going to be suspended for eight games like he was last season and you've also got Kevin Stefanski there now He loves running the ball. So I love I love Chubb this year, but not first of all not like in in um redraft leagues like I'm not paying the price that he has um, going for him right now because Kareem Hunt scored out of the six of the last 8 weeks of the season last year. Kareem Hunt outscored him in fantasy, Nick Chubb. So he's going to catch a lot of the balls coming his way and chubbs not going to be getting that ppr upside so i mean this is a dynasty you you never know what happened kareem hunt might get in trouble outside of football again and he's gone so i mean chubbs Chubb's got the ability and um just i just wanted to make sure people knew what was going on there with cleveland and what what else is going on in that backfield but do agree that you guys got a good value out for him.
0: Yeah yeah to go on on top of that, yeah, I, I think that the the price was right for Chubb there and the good thing about uh what we paid for Nick Chubb even though we paid quite a lot for him, he's still not our the running back that we will probably be running at our RB1 spot week to week. So we'll see, we'll get into the, our next guy more. So we have a I think our top th- two running backs that we've gone through right now are great like RB2 options so that's kind of what we were going for in this situation and uh yeah I think we got some good value um but Anthe, do you want to talk about your third guy
1: uh yeah for sure so uh yeah I said uh Mixon we bought with 89 so that was our uh, third highest so now we have uh, Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon as our running backs and Michael Thomas at as our wide receiver uh, then actually after that I tried to grab some some other wide receivers but I just didn't see the value so I wasn't interested of paying that high that some of the like other top wide receivers went so we ended up getting our uh, our QB at uh 62 next which was Josh Allen which I'm very high on and I, I know we are all quite high on him uh, he has the legs. He just got another good weapon in, in the offense, Stefan Diggs. And I mean, uh, people don't think that uh, like John Brown has the talent, but somehow he still went over 1,000 1, yards pretty easily last year. Um, so if Josh Allen can make that happen with untalented uh, wide receivers, then I'm quite happy to see what Diggs can do. I personally still have John Brown started higher than I have Stefan Diggs, which is a hot take in some, some people's opinion but it is uh, for me <laughs> yeah but yeah charles allen with 62 dollars as our qb1 yeah
0: uh to go to back to joe mixon for a sec i think that that's probably your the best value that you had in this draft at least what we've gone through now uh getting joe mixon what was it 89 dollars. you got him at yeah 89 dollars. i would have paid up even higher for him i i like what we paid we paid uh for miles sanders we paid 81 and i would have rather paid up like 15 more dollars just to get joe mixon so he he's a great value there and a great rb2 so i think you did really good on that one I, almost like almost i think that that is a better pick than your saquon personally because of the value and what he could be this year
1: mm-hmm. well thank you
0: yeah no problem you got i want to
2: yeah i'm looking at the overall um all the bids across all the teams and just to put it in context uh, these picks that they've made, the Saquon, Thomas, and uh, Joe Mixon, are all top 10 buys. So like the ten of the three of the top 10 most expensive players in the whole auction. <laughs> so um, if we're just comparing our teams as we go right now, they their team is looking much better, of course, but it's just really key. And this will obviously come out a little later as we go through the whole team in depth. But they've really put themselves into a tough spot early with those Three super roughly like hundred dollar players. So and they the paid a up,
0: lot for Josh Allen.
2: Yeah, they brought up. It's not bad when you compare it to like uh Kyler Murray, who obviously is a little better and got a little more going for him. But him for ninety, Josh Allen, it's definitely a step down. But is he like twenty eight dollars worth of step down? I don't know. Uh, Josh Allen might. I could have seen him going for maybe a little more here, especially compared to some of the other like Deshaun Watson went for eighty four. Um, he's of course Josh
1: 95. Yeah, yeah, but like Deshaun yeah. Watson
2: going for 84 with losing Hopkins and Josh Allen going for 62 while gaining digs. They're both pretty young. I think Allen's probably even younger. I don't have that on hand, but that's a little. That seems like a pretty good value there, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I think... mean your
0: starting lineup is ridiculous to this point, so it's pretty nice. How do you feel about it, Auntie?
1: Yeah, I mean Josh Allen is rad, sixth-ranked dynasty QB, so. Uh, and I think we paid, if you look just the QBs, they went Mahomes, Lamar, Prescott, Colin Murray, Dijon Watson. And then the next one was.
0: Russell Wilson.
1: Yeah. So we paid the seventh highest price out of sixth highest dynasty ranked QB, just according to Fantasy Pros, of course. Yeah. But, you know, uh, I feel great about it. And, yeah, as I said, we are, at least me and Brad, we are very, both, we are very high on him. I mean, he's. Uh, He's just playing his third season now. So he was born in 96, so it makes him 24. So he's very young. So we we don't have to worry about uh, starting QB in a long time, I feel like. So uh, that's our like, super flex QB we have to worry about a bit sooner, but we will come to that. Brad, any thoughts?
3: Yeah, I mean, I, w- I was just going to say, I really like Josh Allen this year. Obviously, Stefan Diggs is there now. Probably going to be a bit better than John Brown, in my opinion, so we differ a little bit there as far as your rankings go. Um, But, I mean, last year, man, all Josh Allen had to throw to really was John Brown and Cole Beasley, which Beasley is a great slot guy, but he's not, like, a really big, like, going to get you eight touchdowns a season. So, I mean, his – not only – Josh Allen started his – Rookie year, not very accurate of a quarterback. Um, I think he had like 57% of his throws completed or something like that, and he took a step up this past year. I think it even gets more efficient this year. So you have that going for him. Devin Singletary might be able to play a full season, hopefully. Um, Good pass catcher. You got Zach Moss coming in now. Um, Should be all signs pointing good for Josh Allen. You still got the running upside. I think he can push for a top five finish. Um, I haven't had him statted out yet, so I can't tell you what he's going to be exactly yet, but we'll see how that goes. I still think he's going to be a QB one for sure. But Zach, you had some thoughts
1: on that?
2: Yeah. I mean, I'm high on Josh Allen personally. Like I said, I think you guys got good value, but let's let's talk about some of our next picks because I think we've just talked about our Miles Sanders and uh, Nick Chubb picks. So, Hayden, do you want to kind of run through, I think you alluded to it, our, neither of those are even our top running backs. So, we got another one there, and a receiver that's actually on the same team. you want to kind of run through those?
0: Yeah, I'll go through the next two guys, like you said. So, the next guy that we paid for, who's actually probably going to be our run RB1, at least for the first couple of years, we picked up Derek Henry for $70, but we had proxy bid him all the way up to 90 So, we were willing to pay $1 more than what you paid for Joe Mixon, but we got him for $20 less than that. So... When we got Derrick Henry, we were elated on our side. Like This this was the guy that we wanted to kind of be the face of our team, and we got him for, what was it, $50 less than uh, Saquon. And he's the RB, RB4, RB5 in redrafts this year, depending what you're looking at, 5, 6, you know, R- depending on. RB9
1: which, in Dynasty.
0: Yeah, but we're still very happy to have him to lead us, hopefully get us to a championship this year. So that was kind of our main look this year. We were looking that if we can draft the right guys, that maybe the value is lower in a dynasty, but we can get them as we would have redraft value, but for much cheaper, then we'll be happy. And then we'll worry about next season after we take home the first year championship. So I think that we're going to do that with Derek Henry, gives us the best bet there, especially at the value we got him for. So super happy with him. And then the second guy that we had, another guy that we, I, I feel that we just stole, absolutely stole from everybody, was AJ Brown. We got him for fifty nine dollars, so super cheap, very, very, very cheap. I think it was, uh, I don't have it off the top right here, but for instance, people that you can compare him to very easily, DJ Moore, who was drafted a year before him and is on a team with a quarterback who's kind of iffy, seventy six dollars. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, who's a little bit older, also also in an iffy situation, seventy-one dollars. Julio Jones, even who is, has I don't know how many more years left in him, two, three, maybe good years left in him, sixty-six dollars. So we got one of the probably the best wide receiver out of last year's draft, and we got him for value around quarterbacks like Allen Robinson, or uh, not quarterbacks, wide receivers like Allen Robinson, or even Juju Smith Schuster. Like I was super happy to grab this guy, Anthony. Do you have a thought about that?
1: Mm, well, I think you are higher on on him than I am. Maybe. Uh, for, yeah, I I'm happy with paying Michael Thomas like uh, the amount we paid versus AJ Brown. So uh, I don't have anything to say about about that. Um, if you look at the dynasty rankings, he's in uh, the wide receiver 11 at the moment. So guys like DJ Moore and Juju are higher, higher than he, he is. And, of course, the Michael Thomas, the number one. So, uh, yeah, I'm. if you're happy with, with that pick, then 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 that that's good. Uh, we just have different, maybe different opinions on him personally. Yeah.
0: The good thing that we have about AJ Brown is, again, sure, we paid quite a lot for him, but we have other guys on our team that maybe can produce – even more this year while AJ Brown kind of develops and becomes that wide receiver one. So we paid a lot less for some other wide receivers that could easily put up wide receiver one numbers, some older guys or some guys that uh, maybe have had some, uh, a troubled past, but have kind of found their way. So we'll get into those more. Uh, well, what do you, what do you want to add anything to this act before we move on?
2: AJ Brown is, I've gotten a lot of flack for our team being old, but he's a really young piece. And like you're saying, definitely room to grow. And we definitely tried to pair players like him with some guys later down the draft that are a little older that might be maybe more relevant in the first year or two while A.J. Brown gets into that next tier. So we still have him this year. Obviously, we expect him to be pretty solid. But definitely pairing him with some cheaper, older players later versus paying up a tier, I think, was a solid strategy for us to like fill out. We have 30 players on this team. So like, we definitely wanted to get – maybe a tear down from paying up for the Michael Thomas's, but pairing like an AJ Brown and then uh, like an AJ green. So an AJ insert random color here, mm. but uh, kind of pairing those two guys together, we think can definitely provide some serious value. And that was a way to help fill out our 30 man team, which is pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. The thing about the 30 man team, I feel like when you look at our team, 20 of these guys on our, on our team could be started every week if we had to. So we're, we're kind of happy in that regard that, Going into the season, there's no glaring issues that we have to address by week four or we're we're screwed, you know what I mean? So that was kind of the the hope or the happy – like what we were trying to do was fill out a team in a way that if somebody goes down, we have the next guy up. Or if some we have like some breakout candidates like A.J. AJ Brown, who's a huge breakout candidate and already a wide receiver two number guy, so happy to have him. More to say?
2: Uh, no, not really. I, I think you kind of covered it with him. But, yeah, just definitely the strategy was to kind of pair a couple of those players looking at our roster on the receiver side a little bit down, maybe like an Adam Thielen as someone else. And when you kind of combine him and A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen can provide more value this year to really help us. Maybe Thielen isn't have a great of a future in a dynasty. He's on the older side. But kind of pairing those guys together it was kind of like our active strategy versus paying for the absolute studs of hoping to get a few years out of Thielen and you know, a longer career
0: out of the younger guys. Yeah. But we'll we'll get more into those guys later as we're we're going through. So auntie why don't you read us your next few guys?
1: Uh yeah, we had Kenyon Drake at forty nine, which I uh I like. Uh so now we have like running backs quite stacked. Uh which is good of course in as I said earlier, those those guys are harder to get by. So let me just review this. So we have the running backs dynasty rankings here. So we have the running back two, we have the running back six, and then we have the running back fourteen in dynasty rankings. So uh, not too not too shabby. Of course, we had to pay a bit, but uh, ours like. Since there's only like 10 guys starting each week 10 guys scoring points for you so I was kind of like before the draft I was going for like 15 players that we could start and that would be enough for me Uh, turned out we have a little bit less than that we have maybe exact 10 or maybe 11 or 12 if we are lucky but uh, maybe after some trades we can uh, get a more balanced team but uh, I think Brad you mentioned that that we are uh projected number 1. Where did you see that?
3: Yeah, I looked on Sleeper uh cuz obviously we did my fantasy league. Um we did the auction draft and then we loaded everything into Sleeper which is a much better clean user-friendly app than MFL. We've all talked about. But um yeah, so we're we're projected like 150 points just over um NFG team number two with Hayden and Zach they're at like 149 so not much of a difference but we're projected nicely over our week one opponent as of right now with our starters being pretty stacked
0: yeah okay well that that's good so I, I like the way that you, we clearly have built our teams completely differently and I, I I don't hate it I think it's going to be an interesting way to see especially season one how things are moving along it like, only
1: makes good content.
0: Yeah, it does. And I, I think that what, what's interesting about this is you seem very – that you love the way that you drafted and you wouldn't do it differently. And I think Zach and I feel the same way. So I, I think that's kind of an interesting take that, like, I would never want to draft the way you drafted, but you would never want to draft the way we draft. And that, that's kind of funny.
1: Well, that's not completely true. I just admitted that I, I was looking to have, like, 15 solid guys, mm. or startup guys, and I, I failed in that regard a little bit. Mm-hmm. so I would have done something different yeah but not like completely like to have 30 guys that you could start and then no but like yeah. have 15 then yeah
0: right well like we said this is a 30-man roster so it's going to be nearly impossible for us to go through every single player that we drafted but uh, why don't you quickly read off just your top 10 guys like your starting roster and then we'll read ours off and we'll compare there yeah.
1: Yeah, so after Drake, we got our first, uh, our tight end. So we got Darren Waller uh, with 35. That actually something that I could have. I'm not sure if I'm happy with the price that I paid him. Uh, and then after that, it's gonna, kind of a drop uh, price-wise since we were starting to lose our uh, budget. So um uh, next most expensive pick was uh, Big Ben with 15. So we have our second QB. Uh, actually. I'm so on and so on with him. I mean, he could have solid points. He had done it before. Uh, of course, last season he didn't play. So uh, we have to see. Uh, and then after that, we uh, just had to fill out our starting roster and uh, get some more wide right receivers since we only had Michael Thomas. So uh, we had uh, Larry Fitzgerald, uh, Julian Edelman and uh, Robbie Anderson to fill up our starting squad. Mm-hmm. So of course those that's the area that we would have to improve uh in within season management. So maybe Philip some somebody like uh Kenny and Drake or maybe even Joe Mixon. Uh since we we have we know the rosters of the other teams, like <clears throat> they have these crazy death teams, but they don't have any stats basically. So we could easily like go and look some of those teams and maybe suggest something uh to improve our like back end of our starters and maybe get some some like few good bench players as well. Mm. But those are like our main guys. And then after that it's just like of nobody. Yeah.
0: The our our team in like when it comes to that are a little bit uh structured a little bit differently. So I think the way that Zach and I we paid kind of a lot we paid for a lot of players around the fifty to fifteen mark. So we just went ham on these mid mid tier guys. So I'll go through a couple of them here. Uh, the last team person that we talked about, A.J. Brown, our next highest player, Matthew Stafford with 48. We had Adam Thielen at 30, Devonta Parker at 25, Drew Brees at 26. And you can see there's a little bit of a pattern here. David Johnson, who I think we stole again at 22, Philip Rivers at 15, A.J. Green at 12, Mike Isicke at nine. So, like, we just went crazy with those players that were in between uh 50 to 10 basically we 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 filled our starting roster in a way that uh we we feel that we got great value of the depth like you were saying but we never really got like the stud stud but we got a a couple of top 10 top 15 guys so i'm happy with the way we went there so our starting roster is looking like this. So our starting QB, we like we mentioned earlier, we're having quarterback issues. Uh Drew Brees as our QB one, Derek Henry as our running back one, AJ Brown as our wide receiver one, Jared Cook as our tight end, Nick Chubb, Miles Sanders, Adam Thielen, David Johnson, AJ Green, and Matthew Stafford to round out our starting lineup. So those are all guys that you're drafting with before the top 10 or top or not top 10, but top 10 rounds in a startup. So I'm super happy with the way that we got that. Uh, I want to toss it over now to Zach. I think that he has some stuff to say about it.
2: Definitely. So like Hayden mentioned, we definitely try to stack out that group in that like 10 to 20 range. So we are making sure we got some solid uh, bench pieces, which we definitely did. Um, Tight end might be our biggest issue with uh, Jared cook. And then we did get Mike Kosicki though. So I kind of like him. I'm also really high in Jack Doyle. Um, with you know, Eric Ebron leaving, Philip Rivers coming in as the quarterback, he's always had a solid tight end, whether it's Antonio Gates and then Hunter Henry, he's always had a solid tight end, whether or not that's due to him having great quality tight ends or him being really dependent on them. Um, definitely could see Jack Doyle being someone we start there. But one thing I definitely wanted to get, make sure this gets in the episode, Kind of it was one of our strategies that kind of dawned on me one night is when we were on midway through this draft, we were constantly monitoring how much money Auntie's team had, and there was a point where we had maybe I think we had 20 players or 18 or something on our roster, and Auntie's team had 10, and we looked at it, and they had like 21 uh, no, not even they, whatever it ended up being, they had 20 spots left and like 20 so they weren't able to really spend two dollars on any one player. They pretty much had to spend one dollar on each player. And we had, like, 10 spots left and $40. So the way it worked out is we could make sure that we could fill out our entire roster before they got their, like, 11th player. So we really, at that point, once we had, like, our top 20, we really decided to go towards the trolling side and, like, make sure that our team, because we're in direct competition with you guys, like, sure, we want to win the league, but the pride, you know, we want to make sure we beat you guys. So if we get 11th, but you get 12th, you know, it's not great, but at least we did better than you guys. So we really tried to get in there and troll you guys as much as we could. So that was definitely a strategy that we had. It's just whenever I don't know if you guys noticed it, but whenever you were getting down to the point where you'd nominate someone for a dollar, I always put it right up to two and you couldn't do anything about it. So that was pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I didn't I didn't actually even notice that because at that point I really didn't care about the players we get. <laughs> Let's be honest. I wanted to look for the trades. But honestly, I really really, really hope we are not the NFG guys are not the top Bottom uh, two bottom guys in the league, so I honestly hope that you win. If it means that at least we have some good guys in the show,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't see it happening that we're not one of us is at least not making the playoffs. Like your team is filled with stud guys, like top five at their position, and our team is filled with depth. One of us should make it. Like I I feel confident
1: there. I feel so too, of course, and and. I don't. I never like to bet on injuries, but of course, if if injuries are to happen, then we are screwed. That goes without saying. So let's just hope that we we don't like we are not. We don't have to handle with any injuries, but yeah, we can make trades. The trades are not illegal in this league. It just means that we have to be a bit more active in that yeah. sense.
0: What you got, Brad?
3: Yeah, I was just gonna say, going off of what Zach was saying about um. I don't know if you noticed that we were trolling you at the end, but yeah, I remember we were trying to get Brashad Perryman for a book, and in our WhatsApp group, he was like, "Oh, Brashad Perryman, thanks," and got for two dollars, got Brashad Perryman. Had nothing to do. We couldn't. I couldn't help it. So got he stole Brashad Perryman right from out from under us. Even though um, probably don't care to have him on the team, we needed somebody. But yeah. Uh, I definitely noticed it if Auntie didn't.
2: (laughs) One other thing on that is, like, we wanted to – I personally wanted to make sure we finished our roster before you got one other player. But then you guys just kept nominating tight ends. Like, I don't know if you have your roster pulled up, but how many tight ends do you guys have? Like, there was a point where, like, you didn't have a backup running back or a backup receiver, like, on the bench but you nominated like three tight ends in a row or something. It was like Kyle Rudolph or someone else. I remember you both nominated at the same time. You both like put up Troutman and someone else or something. You guys like like, really high in tight ends. Are we missing something in the strategy here?
3: No, um, that was probably a mistake on our part. (laughs) Um, We do have a lot of tight ends. Um, Darren (laughs) Waller obviously is going to be our number one guy, but then we have like, we have Kyle Rudolph who um, I guess we can use at some point, like for a bye week. Um, other than that, like Nick Boyle we have, who's going to be backing up Mark Andrews. I mean, Hayden Hurst is gone now, but Boyle is more of a the guy that is in there on run blocking plays and stuff. He gets a lot of snaps, but he doesn't get a lot of the work with the already small amount of target volume there. So I don't know. Uh, there wasn't much, there was slim pickings at the end there. So like the tight ends like that were available still, I don't know. They they kind of far outweighed the scrubs that were still on the board, but yeah. I mean, maybe sorry. That's how yeah. That
1: happened. yeah, I'd rather have the number one tight end of a team than number wide wide receiver in that same team. So it was kind of like that. That was the like the board we were looking at. So to take Max Williams, the number one tight end from Arizona. I mean, he could be something someday. I mean, he, he's basically the only tight end that that team has, or like number six wide receiver in some random team. So kind of like uh, the were played for us in that sense already. So
0: I guess in the sense that you only have to start one wide receiver if you have three of them, and then you just kind of punt the tight end position. But you didn't even punt the tight end position, which is the thing. That's what we weren't getting. So I thought like maybe you were just like shotgunning that position, like buying 50 tight ends and trying to see what happened. But that isn't the case. But uh, unless you have anything to say about that, I have one question for you. Is there any guy on your team that you maybe underpaid for, or really happy to get on your team for a value?
1: Mm, well, I still think Josh Allen was our maybe like our best value for some reason. I don't maybe agree with Mixon that much. You said he's is our like best value pick uh, compared to, like Henry or Jabba? You paid. Uh, I don't think that he was such a, like a great price player for us. I mean, he was decent, but uh, I think Josh Allen was with 62. Compared to guys like, as we have said, Dak Prescott with 95, for example, I'm I'm super happy with.
0: Yeah, he definitely has the uh, potential upside. I like that. Uh, over to you, yeah. Brad.
3: Yeah, um, I mean, we've got Robbie Anderson we got for five bucks. And say what you want about Robbie Anderson. He's not like the best wide receiver in this league by any means, but he's got a new team now. He's pretty young still. He's only been in the league for like four years now. He's not on the Jets anymore. He's not with Adam Gase anymore. Thank God. And um I think he he has a little bit of upside on Carolina now. It's really just DJ Moore, Christian McCaffrey, but he can be that third guy. Um, it's really just it's him and DJ Moore. Curtis Samuel is there, but he's not, he's not gonna beat out Robbie Anderson, especially like they've they've got Robbie there to. Um, get some big plays down the field. He's going to take the top off the defense. We can see some big games out of him this year, I think. He's not going to be, like, the most um, consistent guy, but I think we can get some big big games out of him
0: this year. One thing, as much as I agree with what you're saying, that you did get some decent value for Robbie Anderson at $5, having him on your starting lineup immediately is a little bit concerning. You might have to do something – preseason even before the season starts to try to get like a full lineup because running him out as your third flex or fourth flex I don't know that's kind of a sketch in my opinion hopefully you can get something do it yeah what about you Zach
2: yeah with that like Robbie Anderson for $5 is fine but like looking at ours down the down the roster here we got Tyrell Williams and Alshon Jeffrey each for $2 which I don't think Robbie Anderson is really that much better than those guys on their teams like Ty, uh, tyrell williams was pretty solid last year with the raiders alshon jeffrey you know he obviously has some health concerns can't stay on the field but if he does at two dollars that's crazy value maybe for just for like a year or two but kind of in comparison to that i'd rather have tyrell at two and tyrell at two and um you know just compared to five dollar robbie anderson
0: yeah tyrell to me was the answer to the question for us the fact that we have him and it's basically Tyrell and Henry Ruggs and Hunter Renfro, but I think year one, I don't see Henry Ruggs doing all that much because he's a rookie and you can't really rely on the rookie receiver. So I think Tyrell Williams at year, like just for this year being solid value for that team. I I, I don't love Hunter Renfro. I don't think anybody loves Hunter Renfro for that team. Darren Waller, of course, who you have as the tight end one for that team, but I definitely still see Tyrell Williams being the wide receiver one for that team, unless and I'm missing something. Does somebody want to add something to that?
2: They also have Brian Edwards, that receiver they got that people are liking um, as a later round receiver. So they do have a crowded room, but you know, we're not tied to him on the Raiders. Tyrell Williams is, I feel like, a guy that could bounce around and maybe leave the Raiders and be like a wide receiver two or three somewhere else. Just kind of be that, like that journeyman guy because you know he was in the – Uh, chargers before this I believe so kind of maybe bounce around so wherever he ends up he's probably going to get decent play hopefully ideally we don't ever play him right so but uh, as someone with that value I like him there
0: yeah yeah really great value Brad did you want to add something
3: yeah I was just gonna say I I like Renfer a lot I don't know if you guys noticed if you look at his um, snap count and everything towards the end of the season he had 200-yard games to end out the season there. Um, He's a good slot guy. Um, People don't give him a lot of credit. Um, Tyrell Williams started to phase out. Like, he played a a lot of snaps there, but just got way less targets than Renfro. And he was on the field, too. It just – Renfro is better. So, I can see him being um, more of a target hog than Tyrell there. They got rugs there now, like you were saying. Darren Waller is great. So, um, and then Josh Jacobs, they've been talking about getting him the the rock a little bit more through the air. So I don't know. I can see, like you were saying, Tyrell going to another team eventually.
0: Yeah. To me thinking the, uh, Tyrell Williams was just a value pick. Maybe not some guy that we're going to be super happy. Like some guy that we're going to want to roll out week to week. But definitely something could happen, especially in a dynasty. Over to you, Antti.
1: Yeah, I just checked the rankings real fast. I know rankings are, are just rankings. But Tyrell Williams, the wide receiver, is 75 in dynasty. And Robbie Anders is 50, 51. So there's like 25 full spots difference. And actually, Hunter Renfro is a couple of spots higher than Williams is. So it's yeah, going to be younger see Yeah, I had uh, Tyra Williams last year in a redraft, and I think I started him like one week. So, yeah, it was a bit of a disappointment. Mm -hmm. But for sure, $2, I mean, who cares, Uh, bucket change, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, compared to that, we still have ahead of him that we can start A.J. Brown, Adam Thielen, A.J. Green, Devin Funchess, we even have who I don't love, Rashad Perriman, who we talked about, Devonta Parker, who's on our bench, who yeah, is great. That's crazy. Or Alshon yeah. Jeffries. So we have some great wide receiver depth. I think that him being our wide receiver, what was it, six, seven, is is good value.
1: Yeah, and for sure, by paying two dollars from Tire Williams compared to the one dollar that we had to pay of the guys that <laughs> we really <laughs> wish that we wouldn't shouldn't or we wouldn't have. Of course, uh, a lot better value. Yeah,
0: but yeah. Uh, before we close this out, Antti, is there anything else you want to talk about your team or or Brad? Since it's your both of your teams.
1: No, not so much. I mean, uh, I'm I'm happy with the starting ten, and as said many times before, we of course we have to do some in season management. We have solid six weeks before we, if there's no injuries, that we of course we have to win. Uh, that's that that goes without saying. We have to win that with that team, uh, like starting week one and then after that we had to look into some trades but um yeah a uh, couple of different moves I would be happy uh, with the draft now I'm like okay I would give uh if we go with school grades maybe uh, C plus something like that C plus B minus maybe so you mentioned
0: after a couple moves what if you could do one move over again what would it be?
1: now now because take one was our first buy so if we, I would have known that I would get mixed in with 89, then I would have maybe more interrelation in my head and maybe not by sake one. What do you think, Brad? What would you had to me? Well, you didn't like engage on the first part of the draft, so what what would you make me do different?
3: <laughs> um, I like Kenyon Drake um, at 49. he's. I would argue that I would have wanted to get him a little bit lower than that. Um, just because... Yeah, he exploded on Arizona last year at towards the end, but who knows what happens this season? Um, they don't. He doesn't really have a lot of stu- um, studs behind him on in that backfield, but they just drafted that guy, you know, Benjamin in the seventh. We'll see. He might be able to do something. You guys have him on your team. Um, so <laughs> if he goes down, like it's probably it's either going to be him or Chase Edmonds. Chase Edmonds has has been pretty okay to start out his career, but he's like a career backup. Benjamin could be a huge play in the seventh round for them, so you never know. Um, maybe I, I would have wanted to um, not put all of our eggs in a few baskets, I guess you would say, at towards the top. Um, I'm really happy with game Michael Thomas, and Saquon, though. I'm glad we locked them down. I think we have a really good squad to start the season out. We're going to get a lot of wins. We're going to be contenders this year, no question about it in my mind. If we have a few injuries, though, we're gonna we're gonna lose a few few games from that. Um, I do think we're gonna make the playoffs. Might not win the championship with the depth lacking there, but um, uh, like we said earlier, we're the currently projected to be the top team to scoring wise because we have such a stacked starting ten. So hopefully we don't get we don't have any injuries. Probably is it's unlikely, but we'll see how it goes.
1: And if we do get some injuries, I hope it like Julian Edelman and something like that, and not Michael Thomas <laughs> or Saquon Parking. Yeah, I guess. Don't risk injury. Don't wish injury, but I, I hear
0: what you're saying. If it happens, let's hope it doesn't affect it so mm-hmm. much. So Zach. I guess same question to you a little bit, or do you have something you want to add to what they were saying first? No, not
2: much to add. I think their team's really solid, obviously the injuries, but um, I like our team a lot. I, If I were to be asked like what move I would redo or anything like that, obviously we have a little bit of an issue with quarterback. I don't think we've laid it out perfectly, but we are, we have Drew Brees, Phillip Rivers, Matthew Stafford, and uh, Jordan Love on the you know the guy that Packers drafted to replace Rodgers potentially. So he's young, but who knows, it could be three, four years before we even see him on the field. It's definitely an issue there. And maybe a uh, paying up for a Josh Allen kind of competing with them, bump that up maybe a little, I don't know how high they would have gone at 62. If we could have gotten him for like a 65 would have been nice. But before this gets away, I'm just looking at all the um, prices that everybody went. And I definitely wanted to shout out uh Crescent over at the Monocle dynasty. For getting what I would say is the best pick of the draft at uh, Kenny Galladay. What do you guys, I don't know if you've seen it, but what do you think Kenny Galladay would have gone for compared to some of the values we've talked about?
0: If I had to compare him to a wide receiver that we've talked about today or maybe even a tight end, that's a tough one. I'm going to say smack in the middle like 50. That That would be my guess. Just because I don't think people value him so much, and I think that people valued him less than A.J. A. Uh, Brown, which we bought him at. What about you, Anthony?
1: Yeah, I would have to. I would have paid happily the same price that you paid from A. J. Brown. So like fifty nine. Yeah, 60. but I'm I'm pretty sure that he went cheaper than that, since he was the best pick of the draft. He might well, have been gone exactly. like. Yeah. You. So
2: in my mind, maybe I'm a lion somewhere. Yeah, maybe it is a Lions homer in me. Obviously, that's in play. Uh, But yeah, Kenny Galladay went for forty-seven. So Mm. compared that to the uh, fifty-nine AJ Brown, which I think AJ Brown was a value at fifty-nine, then to see Galladay go at forty-seven, that's that feels like the steal of the draft.
0: Yeah, just just for reference, that's the same price that like Odell Beckham Jr. went for. Calvin Ridley was going for. Uh, less than Juju, and I would much rather have Kenny Galladay than Juju. Let's just say, so yeah, that is good value, honestly. Because what what is he projected now? Like a top eight wide receiver in redrafts this year. So yeah, and
1: I mean, he's number twelve in dynasty rankings, just one spot below AJ Brown.
0: Yeah, so good value. I, I would I would tend to agree. Great value. Good 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 stuff. If I could do one thing over, just because I guess all th- three people have said it, but me, I would probably have as fun as it was and it made me laugh and it was fun to snake miles Sanders from you at $81 like that. That was great, but maybe I I would have waited a little bit on that. Let you have miles Sanders at 79. Then you would have had issues at quarterback and gone for a running back a little bit cheaper. Like uh, Josh Jacobs went for 66, like having Josh Jacobs instead of miles Sanders, that would have been nice. And we would have had 20 more dollars to spend on like a quarterback or something. Maybe do that over again, and we probably could have had like Josh Allen from you, because then you would have had to spend all that money on Miles Sanders.
1: So well, well, it's it's yeah, it's funny because obviously you thought that I like Sanders more than I actually do. <laughs> for me, it it wasn't like a big deal. It was kind of annoying, of course, because it was like the last minute, and then that's that. But we uh, ended up having Joe Mixon after that. Yeah. So yeah, I wasn't too mad about that.
0: Actually, the course, reason... If you
1: wouldn't have Sanders, then I wouldn't have bet on Mixon. So. Fair enough. The reason
0: that we waited last minute for you to get Miles Sanders is because we had two guys that were finishing literally right bef- right after Miles Sanders. And we knew that if we snaked Miles Sanders from you with like two hours left, that you would have grabbed Derrick Henry. Because Derrick Henry was going like 10 minutes... A- or what was it five minutes after or something? Yeah, like five minutes after. So we wanted to make sure that... We could take Miles Sanders from you while simultaneously getting Derek Henry, hmm. because because we got Derek Henry at seventy, which felt like a steal at the time. Also,
2: so it was yeah, like I think Chubb also was at the same time. I think we got two guys like right at the same time. Yeah,
0: so we wanted to make sure that we would take your guy at the last second and still get our guys.
1: Yeah, that would be actually glad you brought that up. Uh, one thing that I could have done different is just like to pay attention of how many bits I have going in the same time since it's a 24-hour bid, so it takes a lot large amount of my budget so there were plenty of guys that I saw very good in good value but I just didn't have the guts to bid on them since then I would have like zero dollars to spend on <laughs> so yeah maybe have like maximum of two bits going on at the same time
0: yeah yeah that, that that's good I think we did that a little bit but we, we just we were just were going for value, but yeah, so anyway, uh, before we go, I think Zach's here, so I don't even have to message him about this. but Zach will be posting on Twitter the two teams, and then we'll have people on twitter deciding which team they would rather go into a season with like a dynasty season with so i'm excited to see that maybe we'll post that as a poll however you want to do that zach i'll leave it up to you but i'd love to get some insight from the people at home
2: yeah we'll be sure to post the full rosters because uh, if we're just to post the starting teams i think it might be a little one-sided but when you look oh, at the course, whole of scope of the roster the whole 30-man <laughs> teams and some of that's the, the idea yeah like i mentioned college guys on your roster <laughs>
1: Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, when I only had the one poll, would you would you rather have Michael Thomas with 19 uh, percent of your budget or AJ Brown with 12 uh, percent of your budget? It was pretty fun, one sided for Michael Thomas of like 80 percent of the votes. But then if you have uh, the, the whole 30 man team, then of course I'm pretty sure you will have the uh, winning vote in that one. But uh, yeah, before, I, I I agree with that. I'm
0: excited to see that what, what's going to happen there. I think that we might edge you out a little bit. I'm not so sure. I did. We did have a session where we were playing some uh, Call of Duty with one of our, our friends that everybody here knows now, Auntie, you know as well, James. And we talked through our teams with James, and we let him kind of decide. So I think that he was leaning towards our team, but we only had 10 players on the team. So I'm excited to see how it goes after that. So, it'll be interesting to see what the people have at home. Uh, before, sure. before, we, uh, before we go, I know that you have an issue with a, one of your roster spots. So, maybe you can come to us. We might have a couple of wide receivers that might interest you. Maybe we can work out a deal before the season starts. What do you think, Anthony? Uh,
1: I think we are not making any trades. <laughs> okay. <laughs> just uh, because of like it's a 12-man league. We are all good friends and maybe other, others are not. So, maybe we just keep it clean. The two of us, trades. like, no trades all season? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I, and I've kind of looked like other teams already, so I have a clear strategy in mind. I have to go through with Brad, of course. Uh, but did we agree on some bet of whoever finishes better end of the season? I know we talked
2: us? about it. Um, I know my idea was to have the, the losing team do some sort of, like, karaoke, like, singing competition where you guys, like, we pick out, like, a song for you guys to sing on a podcast or like a video or something like that and then or I mean obviously vice versa if you guys somehow beat us, who knows? But
0: I love that. that, that I'm totally down for that. Are yeah. you down for that,
1: Auntie? I'm down for that. Are you down for that, Brett?
3: One hundred percent. And we
0: <laughs> win. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be awesome. All right, so that's the bet. So just just to say it one more time. The bet is the winner or not winner, but the team that finishes better in this league will this year one yeah will determine what song the other team has to sing and karaoke and we'll post it on in a podcast and we will also post it on Instagram so you guys can find it there in probably around December we'll see what's going on we'll pretty much know what's going to happen by then so awesome. yeah we
1: keep you guys also posted on our weekly podcast
0: once yeah. the season starts i think that's a good idea we'll give you a weekly week by week update on how our teams are doing because this is going to be an interesting, probably one of the leagues that we follow along with that and our main dynasty league. I think those will be some, we'll talk about
1: those a lot on the podcast. And of course, our listeners league. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Super excited for that. Hey, this was a great episode, but before we go on I'm not going to ask you to do this because you know, we have the guys who can do it, who do do it. So, uh, Brad, before we go, why don't you tell us where they can find us that you handle and then we'll ask Zach what he does.
3: Absolutely. You can find the Nordic football guys at Instagram and Twitter at NFG Pod. We're very active on Instagram these days. We're getting a lot more followers and listeners to the show. So find us on Facebook and Instagram at NFG Pod. And Zach?
2: Yeah, it's uh it's the same thing. NFG Pod is where we're gonna be out on Twitter. Uh, feel free to reach out. We're always looking to collaborate, whether or not it's you guys coming on our shows or getting these guys on your shows too. So that's something you'd like to do, reach out, DM us. We're always open, always responding. So reach out to us there on Twitter
0: at NFG pod. Awesome. And last, absolutely last chance. Our listener league is almost full. So if you want to be in message Zach or Brad at Instagram and Twitter and let us know because our spots, I think we have like one or two spots left. We really don't have much. So if you want to be in that, you got to let us know. Don't be, don't be shy. If you've never played fantasy before, We'll make it easy for you. So let us know. Hopefully we'll have those last spots filled and we will set that league up soon. And uh, thank you all for joining us. And we'll see you guys real soon. Bye-bye.
1: Moro, moro, mitä poro? That's Finnish and it means What's Up Reindeer in short.
0: We hope you guys enjoyed this episode or all of our previous episodes. We hope you guys are enjoying the podcast. That is the most important thing.
1: Go and listen to us in Spotify, in Apple Pod and all the other major podcast platforms.
0: And if you have any questions or you'd like to get a hold of us, you can reach us at NFG Pod on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. We Itos. hope to see you there. Moro, up.